about the circulating those tires on the this time. Remember, they fan out down there. So check that bottom. Sunday drive. All right, Ralph, man. Hey, Clark, Ralph. Be ready. Yeah, be ready. Gas that bitch up. Be ready. Be ready. Green flag. Green Welcome, everybody, to the Inside Pass, another week of motorsports talk. I am Randy Miller, joined, of course, by Tom Baker and Peter Strada. And, well, Justice is doing uh, the uh, production, at least for a little bit. Uh, Chris is overseeing that. But Noah's back, which is always a great thing. I am. Welcome back, buddy. Thanks for coming glad back. Glad to be back. It's great to have you back. Just we- made it, too. Gosh. Yeah, we, we, uh, we, I wish we had video. I would have taken video of you <laughs> whipping through the parking lot like it's a chicane at the Oroville. Um, but if Peter would have opened okay, his so. door early, he'd been like flying across the parking lot. He'd have made it in here before you would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he would just like pitch it off in the corner, and it would just, he would just roll right into the door. Um, so, well, we do have a lot to talk about tonight. We've got uh, we've got Gateway, we've got uh, Michigan to talk about. Um, of course, all the latest news uh, as we always do. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the future of our show, um, which we broke last week on uh, Motorsports Madness. We'll talk about that later too. Uh, fantasy NASCAR, uh, the usual stuff that we normally talk about. So I guess we'll start by talking about Gateway first because the trucks ran Friday night um, at uh, Gateway, and um, it was a pretty interesting race, uh, delayed by an, an hour because of uh, well, an accident that wasn't of NASCAR's doing. Uh, somebody hitting a, a, a light pole and uh, after an accident and knocking the power out to the facility. But otherwise, Peter, it wasn't a bad bad race for the uh, the first uh, race. Of it was the- actually a fire. Oh, well, yeah, it was, was a, a fire, fire that well, blew the transformer. A couple years ago, I think it was, was an accident. A, I was think it, a, it was an oh, accident okay. that caused the fire, though. I think that's what said. I. That's what I. Heard. I think. Yeah, I think so. Something was happened. Either well, way, way and then yeah. caused the fire. Either way, the lights went dark. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The night that the lights went out at Gateway. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, Peter, for the first race of the Chuck Swiss playoffs, I felt like it was a pretty decent race overall. I thought it was too, and I was shocked at how many drivers ran into issues. I mean, we saw John Hunter fade back really early, and I thought, of course, oh, the four truck is just going to lead the whole thing, but he didn't lead at all. I don't believe, and then. Just between Chandler Smith, Carson Hosevar, and then the trucks being taken out of that big wreck, so many playoff guys had issues. John Hunter Nemechek, he faded quickly. <laughs> Literally. He did, yeah. Um, he had a, an issue where he lost power, and uh, that's what caused the wreck that took out a lot of the leaders. But, um, but Tom, otherwise, I mean, it was a, you know, a pretty good race. Sheldon Creed pretty much dominated the race, but I feel like that's something he needed to do because he hasn't really been – uh, championship-esque, I don't feel like, all season long up until now. But that win the other Friday night proved that he definitely is, is going to be a factor in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can you can never count Sheldon out. I mean, you know, they've got a great team over there. Jeff Stankiewicz is doing a great job crew-chiefing him. He's been with them since uh, the ARCA series and um, very comfortable together. I mean, and when you look at uh, how Sheldon is, is driving right now, I mean – for the most part, he's you know he's finishing races, um, so I think you know he made he made basically the opening statement. But um, I mean, I don't feel like I I mean I feel like the, the the Thor Sport trucks were particularly strong, and they had a crew chief swap this week that I think probably helped that a little bit. Um, and Haley Deegan had a nice run to finish a solid seventh place, too. her first ever top ten. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. what was the stat? It was like the first top ten for, for a female not at Daytona. Uh, I'm already getting muted over here. <laughs> <laughs> He's been waiting for that. <laughs> Chris has been waiting for that all summer. Yep. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I thought it was a good race. Like I said, there were uh, the the truck series is poised for a very interesting playoff. Mm-hmm. I think because I don't think there's 
other than John Hunter, I don't feel like there's a dominant truck, and even John Hunter has been prone to, you know, to some some issues. So I feel like this could be a wide open playoff. Well, I feel like there's certain, at least over the last couple of weeks, we've seen signs of some weaknesses within John Henry Machek's, you know, yeah. body armor, um, which is probably a good thing because, you know, he's gone all season long uh, with, you know, with the intention of, you know, I came here to win, driven to win. That's his hashtag that he's been using um, all season long. And he's gone out and, you know, KBM, not only him, but also his his truck owner, Kyle Busch, has also dominated when he's been on the ride. So it's it's good um, going into the playoffs to see some some signs of weakness because that means there's more competition. Um, and, of course, the playoffs are going to bring about much more competition with all these guys because everybody obviously wants to win the championship. But, um, you know, not only Sheldon Creed, but, you know, John Hunter Nemechek and the other nine or eight guys in the, in the playoffs all now have something else to prove. Um, and there's a lot of good mixes of tracks. Uh, you know, if you look at the re- the remaining races on the Camping World Truck Series schedule, there's a good mix of races in there, that, and I think anybody can win races. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, like Tom said, the, the whole thing is really wide open right now. And, and, you know, we have seen John Hunter be that kind of dominant figure in terms of consistency. But, look, we have Ben Rhodes to start the season, and yep. now we have Creed coming back, you know. And he's really been there. You say coming back, but just based off of his last year performance. But he's he's been there. He's been right around that area, and now he's getting a win. And and you know it's a bad time for John Hunter to have any type of race where he isn't where he's been. You know, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how that progresses. All right, so uh, I guess we can go ahead and talk about some of the other news coming out of Gateway. There was a uh, Adam Stern broke a, a story uh, earlier this weekend that uh, NASCAR has had talks with Gateway about possibly rewarding them with a NASCAR Cup Series race in 2022. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to be – yeah, exactly. I'm going to yeah, be the please, one to ring the bell. The bell again, <laughs> please. You, you can ring the bell four times for all of us because please I, I feel like please. there's not I'll one person – I'll take the bell away. One person, <laughs> in, this, away. One person in this uh, room I don't think that would disagree with a decision of, of NASCAR to give Cup uh, uh, or give Gateway a Cup Series we just, race. We just need them to get on board with Iowa. You know? Right, and, and <laughs> we can we can talk about that later. I, I do feel like though they probably need to run in the daytime just to make sure that and no they need power. to make <laughs> the transformers work exactly. <laughs> just Protect all of the there. transformers around the facility. But I mean, what's happening out there that's like prone to incident because <laughs> it's like I feel like maybe they need to shut down the freeway in front of the track. I know for yeah. th- till the race is but over. It's funny because they have that gate there with no fencing, and I'm like, if somebody just goes over that gate and ends up on the <laughs> interstate, yeah, this really. Thing good I mean, it probably would be safer at this point, but um, I, I mean. I don't think there's any disagreements here, uh, Tom. Anybody would, would want to disagree that the Gateway doesn't deserve a Cup race? Oh gosh, no! I I love seeing more short tracks come to the Cup Series. That's that's what the Cup Series needs is more of the shorter tracks to run. And Gateway is a track that I think is a very very racy track. Anything that runs there puts on a great show, and you can do a lot of different things with with that too. You could, you know, you could even bring a, a late model series to Gateway. It's been done before, and you know, I think um, you know it would be fun to see a late model stock car race on a weekend when like the Cup Series is running. Um, <clears throat> but no, I, I just I think Gateway is an excellent idea, Peter. I think Gateway's an excellent idea as well. I mean. Look at past IndyCar races in recent history. They sell the place out, and IndyCar doesn't sell anywhere out that's not the Indy 500, typically. Just where Gateway is located. In St. Louis, it's a great sports town. We saw the football leave there a couple years ago. That city loves their hockey, their baseball, and they really embrace cup racing as well. IndyCar, cup doubleheader. 
Yes. Ooh, yeah, let's get more of those. Well, that, I mean, there again, that's uh, you could easily do that and make a festival out of it, run other divisions, make a multi-day event out of it, whatever you want to do. I mean, right. again, Gateway is a facility that you yeah. can do a lot with and run a lot of different, uh, a lot of different series. And that's yep. already opened up with the the trucks being double header yep. with them, you know, on a consistent basis. Anyhow, mm-hmm. and it's an area. St. Louis is obviously a, a good area for you know a good market for NASCAR to get into on the Cup side. You know, the, the closest thing that I had was what Kentucky or or uh, Kansas, Kansas, yeah, yeah, Kansas. So I mean, and even you know, that's five or six hours from. Yeah, Gateway. exactly. So it, it'd be a good a good track and a good uh, a good market for them to get into. Um, so the Michigan race itself, uh, we'll talk a little bit about it before we go to break. But um, on the uh, Xfinity side, AJ. Almendinger continued his winning ways, and now he's won two weeks in a row, one cup, one Xfinity Series race. Um, and then uh, in the cup side, it was uh, Ryan Blaney who surprisingly ended up in victory lane. If you look at the at the running order behind him, um, it's all guys that probably should have won that race, um, but it was Ryan Blaney who ended up in victory lane. It could have been because of the you know the multiple caution flags or whatever that they had toward the end of the race. But um, nonetheless, Ryan Blaney ends up, uh, and I believe this, the stat was this is his first multiple season, uh, multiple win season since right. he started in the Cup. So um, that's an interesting one, uh, Peter. You don't that's somebody you don't think would uh, would win at Michigan. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah, Ford had won seven or six straight races coming into this. I mean, he is weekend, Penske, but and still. yeah, he is a Penske driver. But I just didn't have him pegged as my top ten, maybe top fifteen to win on Sunday. I mean, like you said, it was a late restart, the push from Kyle Busch that ultimately got him clear of the Hendrick cars, and at that point, it was just blocking his run from either Larson, Byron, whomever. Yeah, Tom, I hope that uh, Ryan put uh, Kyle on his uh, Christmas list because I feel like he deserves a Christmas present for helping him win that race. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and again, that's you know, that's how it goes. I mean. I, Ryan really did a nice job, I thought, uh, at the end of that race, made all the right decisions, um, you know, and it was, I'm happy for him, but I'm happy for Todd Gordon too, Noah, because Todd is retiring his crew chief at the end of the season, and um, those two have had kind of, you know, a little bit of trouble getting on the same page and up to speed the way they wanted to, and, and even when they have been fast, they've had a lot of bad luck together so far so good to see them get a win and um and now you know todd's goal obviously is to go out a champion yeah like you said you mentioned todd leaving and and obviously he is a championship group chief with uh, joey logano a few years ago but ever since they made that penske switch around with all the crew chiefs it's just kind of been a little odd for all the teams i still think they're all kind of adjusting to how that's yeah. working and there's still more personnel moving around every day over there, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's got to be really special for Todd. I'm sure every good run and every win going forward now for the rest of the season, now that he's made that announcement, will be even more special. Yeah, it's it's always something, you know, especially when drivers are in flux like that. You know, talk about Matt Benedetto too. You know, he has a, he's in a must win situation every week that he races because he doesn't have a ride for next year. So. Um, you know, it's one of those things where you, you just want to get it out of the way. You know, whatever, whatever you're going to be doing next season, you just want to get it out of the way because it's, it's always going to put pressure on you because you don't, you don't know. It's relatively unknown. So until you have something formal to announce, you're always going to, you know, keep that in the back of your mind. You know, am I driving for, you know, an Xfinity ride? Am I driving for a Truck Series ride? You know, is it going to be Cup? You know, could, could it be ARCA? You know, at this point, I mean, you're, you're battling for whatever ride you can get at this point, competitive or not. Um, in the series, and so you know, every week, even if you're performing, even a guy like Kyle Larson, you know, as much as he wins, is you know always battling for your job because there's always going to be somebody underneath of you that that wants that ride and wants that yeah. position. So um, it's a, it's a constant battle um, week in and week out on the Cup Series garage. All right, we're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about the.
the wreck that happened with uh, Austin Dillon and Brad Keselowski. Um, and then we'll talk about the rest of the news of the week. This is the Inside Pass, and we'll be right back. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and show the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Welcome back to the Inside Pass uh, here on WSIC. Randy Miller, Tom Baker, Peter Strada. Justice is doing uh, production for us tonight while Chris oversees his uh, training, his learning, as uh, Chris says. Noah's lucky. And uh, Noah's back, which is... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I wasn't a part of the names, and I, I didn't know if you were used to I, not I saying me that. now. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of become a thing where it's like you know, the, the, the missing man in, in the lineup. Like, your chair's there, and your aura mm. is there, but you're not actually physically here. <laughs> um, yeah, I, heard, but, uh, I heard everything last yeah. week. And 
It was all Peter's fault. Man. Yeah, well, Peter said nothing during the entire. Did the kids the take all your segment. energy out of you? Yeah, uh, a little he's bit. He's not of used to talking energy, this much. Some cold. And it's that cowboy's hat he's wearing. Oh, here yeah, we go. You just oh. need to throw that away. Now I'm going to defend. I'm going to defend Noah now because. <laughs> I'm a Cowboys fan too. Well, so. He's not. When he's not from Texas. He's from Virginia. And, well, okay. I, no, I can't explain that. That's something that can't <laughs> be explainable. Well, I'm from New York and I'm a Chargers fan, so See, it's the same go. thing. There we go. Well, but um, Peter was the only one not to say anything on the segment about me uh, last because week. he said all his stuff off air, and we can't put oh, yeah, it on yeah. air. See, he, I, he I believe this that. This is a family he, show. He saves himself. Yeah, I believe that. I wasn't trying to incriminate myself. His was off the record. He knows my room is a knock on the wall. Uh, away, are you guys so. neighbors? Yeah, we are. Well, he, he also sorry, he also knows that he has to stay in the car with you yeah, for an hour terrible. home the, to and exactly, from the show. Yeah. So um, he, he can't say too much uh, incriminating. Eventually, Peter's just going to dump you like Brad did Austin. <laughs> you know what? Peter will continue well, to I be dumped. I think it was because of, of my... Noah that Peter's yeah, girlfriend exactly. dumped him. That's what it? I was getting well, ready to say. <laughs> Peter will continue to be dumped <laughs> in all my production. I, I was well, going to say, <laughs> Peter, Peter and Noah have to remain friends because Noah won't have anybody for his videos. Peter, Peter will have to send you his hospital bill after you pulled in the parking lot oh, today well, and about gave him right. whiplash. <laughs> all the whiplash that he gives me when he drives, oh, that will never make even up now? for it. No, it wasn't that bad. still haven't made up for it. I know a good lawyer. Peter, if you need one. Right, well, Call, on neck Call on the hurt line. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Uh, we're talking about uh, the, the playoffs, the NASCAR playoffs in a little bit. This is the last race uh, before the playoffs begin at Daytona, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I want to talk about the wreck that happened at the end of Stage 2 at Michigan on Sunday. Uh, Brad Keselowski and uh, Austin Dillon were going for the final position. Uh, was it 10th, It right? was 6th. 6th, yeah. And um, Austin was on the apron, and when he came off the apron, he got turned sideways and hit the wall head on. The car basically went upside down. Just about um, flipped, yeah. But uh, ended up landing on his wheels. And so um, it's a lot of finger pointing, although Brad did say on the radio, I didn't mean to do that, you know, to please tell him I'm sorry. I, I did not mean to do that at all. Um, that That's not what, you know, obviously Richard Childress and the guys wanted to hear. What's but, interesting to me is, and I guess this is a southern thing, because they both took blame for it. Austin was like, yeah, I'm sorry. And yeah. Brad was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Who did it? <laughs> Brad was down there in the grass with Austin Dillon. And Austin so. just tried to come up and on track after the stage. Brad shouldn't have been there. We're so used to the blame game, we don't know who to blame at this point. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know. I mean, ultimately, if you watch it frame by frame, both cars do ultimately come into each other. Brad comes down a little after the start-finish line, but Austin is trying to come back up it on was, the track. It was just odd to me because I know that with this package, you have to drag someone back. You have to be, like, right up on them to drag them back. And they're going for a stage point. I mean, it's sixth. But regardless, <laughs> you mean, know. That, that so matters to be four points, yeah. actually. Well, it matters to Austin, yeah. Um, but for Brad, it's like, what? Well, but the thing that got me is how Brad came further down after they even crossed the line. Like, it was it was really weird that well, he was still moving. My friend put it, I was, I was out watching it with one of my friends, and he put it as if, you know, as soon as they crossed the line, Brad just stopped paying attention to Austin and was just yeah. driving. You know, it's like he just totally blanked out and came down and turned him. I mean, I don't put any blame on Dylan whatsoever because he has to get up on the track to go into turn one. You're not just going to ride the apron the whole way around the track. Brad should have, as soon as they crossed the line, Brad should have got out of the way. And anytime you are riding that apron during the race, that is the point where you start to merge back up to get back exactly. and set the corner up. So it really, yeah, it was just one of those deals where they, they came in to each other, like Peter said, but it was, it was still odd to me how Brad was down there so long and then for the stage, you know, it's just like, why why right now? Right, Dylan had just about cleared Kozlowski coming to the line. He was all but clear at the line, and then, yeah, why Kozlowski is still hanging on his right rear tire, just I'm was, not in Brad's mind. I don't know. That was probably 
one of the fastest three cars I've seen all season. Mm-hmm. That thing oh, was yeah. Oh, yeah. Said Dylan was said it was the yeah. best car RCR has brought to the track all year. And, yeah. and to see him up there battling with Larson and, and trying to take some stage points and, and stuff, you know, that's very important to him, especially yeah. going into this week. He's got to be scared, you know, yeah. with yeah, Daytona. I mean, see, for me, you know, I, I just – to me it was just – a racing deal and it was it was an unnecessary racing deal but i can't really blame one over the other i mean yeah. both of them contributed to it um and you're right austin was awfully fast and you know there are certain tracks and it seems like this time of the year for whatever reason he seems to and and that's a that's a driver that could go to daytona and win absolutely he's third in so, the 500 this year i mean you know he's won it and uh you know, he can go to Daytona and win that race, and, of course, so can his teammate. So what I think has to be scary for Kevin Harvick and Tyler – well, I guess Tyler Reddick right now, depending on what happens. What's got to be scary for both of those people is their playoff hopes depend on not wrecking and yep. somebody else new not winning. Yeah, well, Harvick's locked in now because yeah. – There's only one spot remaining. But, so if I'm Tyler Reddick, I'm Reddick, scared. Yeah. It, that's well, what's got, so interesting is it comes down to the two teammates. Yeah, and you got right, so yeah. many people. I mean, you think of Matt Benedetto and how good he is at plate tracks and, yeah, you know, Ross Chastain, you know, and even they're, all hanging, they're all hanging right there below the cut line. That win will send them in, and then we don't even talk about Reddick. Yeah. So it's going to be a crazy one-spot, winner-take-all type of Daytona yeah. for sure. So the significance of all this, is, as we've been mentioning, is the fact that there's only one spot remaining in the playoffs. Fifteen drivers are now locked into the playoffs because by virtue of their finishes at Michigan. Now Denny and Kevin are both locked in. So the final spot right now is held by Tyler Reddick. He has a 25-point advantage over his teammate, Austin Dillon. Um, but as Noah said, you've got Matt Benedetto, you've got Ross Chastain, you've got Chris Buescher and Ricky Stenhouse, who are both good on plate tracks as well. It's crazy so, to me that there's a situation man. where Tyler Reddick doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, insane. Chase Briscoe, uh, Matt Benedetto, all of these people that you can consider good plate racers. Tyler Reddick, I mean... He hasn't had the best season, but he's had a very consistent season. And to see that he has the opportunity to miss the playoffs because somebody like a DiBenedetto or a Briscoe or, you know, even a Cole Custer uh, could come out and win a race and just take mm-hmm. that from him. I mean, if you look at – if you even look further down past Ricky Stenhouse, you, Ross Chastain, Bubba Wallace, Chase Briscoe, Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez, Ryan Newman. I mean, you go, you can go almost all the way to 30th and find somebody who is capable of winning this race and throw everything, Peter, into a loop. Shoot. Uh, I'm sorry, Peter. That's if fine. You, uh, you can be Peter for a second. If you uh, <laughs> if you have you know another rain stoppage like Justin Haley, yeah. that could, the right place at the right that time could be really weird. Yeah, that's true. Just looking back at regular season standings, just overall, Reddick is 11th, and it's insane to me that someone 11th in points overall throughout the season may not make the playoffs. That's yeah. just how crazy, how unpredictable the season's been. And Dylan's right behind him at 13th in the regular season standings. And I know that this isn't like this isn't what we're all watching. We're all watching for who's going to get that final spot. But there is also another race within the race on who gets third in points for the regular season uh, between Kyle Busch and William Byron, who are like neck and neck right there with points. And then you get extra playoff points to head into the playoffs if you score third in the regular season. So that's going to be interesting to follow too because they're they're neck and neck right there, swapping back and forth. There are tons of stories to to follow, which is going to make the fantasy prediction picks a little bit later on a little bit more harder uh, to decide on because I mean when you go to us play track, I mean you know everybody knows that 
you can just basically close your eyes and pick a driver. And you're pretty you know, much taking a dart and throwing. Yeah, it's going to be a fifty-fifty <laughs> chance no matter who you pick. Yeah. Uh, we at can this give point, somebody so. Quinn Hoff, and they still would have a better chance than that. Usually, I mean, that'd be the most decent chance they'd <laughs> yeah. have picking Quinn Hoff all season long. But sorry, um, Quinn. Picking out uh, one yeah. of those drivers we just talked about, Eric Jones, he signed a contract extension with RPM Motorsports, so he will be back in the 43 car and started in 2022. The Eric Jones Foundation. And he started the Eric Jones yeah. Foundation. Uh, so two great things happening for him this week. And I think, you know, we talked about it before the break. You want to know where you're going. You want to know what you're doing the following year because it takes your mind off of what's going on, which is a, a great thing going into Daytona because obviously you want to focus 100% on what's going on in Daytona because you need that complete concentration to be able to possibly make the playoffs. And I, I swear, if somebody does not pick up Matt Benedetto by the beginning of next year, that's going to be an atrocity. I'm going to start a riot. Yeah. I'll be the yeah. one that starts the riot. <laughs> but on the on the Eric Jones note, I see a lot of people online like saying, "Oh, he's going to go back to a ride that is going to be mediocre." But everybody has to remember too that this is a new, a Brand whole new, car. new yeah. car, a whole new playing yep. field. Everybody's at the same kind of start mark. So uh, that could be actually a really good opportunity for Eric Jones. It keeps him full-time in a ride in the Cup Series, and I think that's the biggest deal. And then Eric Jones hasn't had the best season compared to what he had previously at the Joe Gibbs car, but he still had three top tens this season. For a driver in a new situation, three top tens through 25 races, that's still a decent season, a lot to build off of. Well, yeah. Uh, again, I think I think everybody's looking at next year as a reset. So it what other choice does he have? If there were other options, I'm sure he would have looked at them. But, you know, I don't know that there were better options for him out there. Um, so what you do is you take what you can get to stay in the Cup Series and you hope that next year b- does become a basic reset and, you know, that, that your team can play as good as the other teams, at least in the beginning, and maybe they they catch on quicker. I I, I just think it's a whole new ball game at least for a while in 2022. So you can't judge what may happen next year with the 43 by what happened this year at all well, because with, it's going to be a different season. With the new cars coming out, everybody's going to be on a level playing field right. pretty much going into Daytona next year. Yep. Uh, circling back to Xfinity uh, real quick, uh, another team is on the horizon in the Xfinity Series garage area, Emmett Smith, uh, which uh, Noah is probably going to smile about this one, uh, yeah. being a Cowboys fan. Um, is teaming up with uh, Jesse Ouija, uh, and they're forming an Xfinity Series team that will go racing next year, and the, they will run the number 22, um, you know, go figure. Um, so another new Xfinity team on the rise. That's obviously good news in the Xfinity Series garage area for sure. Um, and then uh, IndyCar is going to run Iowa, which uh, Chris talked about earlier. You know, hopefully NASCAR gets to go back to Iowa at some point, but they're going to run a double in 2022. Um, so another short track uh, in the IndyCar circuit, which I'm, I'm sure Tom isn't happy about because he loves to see you know the, the ovals tracks on the IndyCar schedule as more so than the road courses, right? Wait, aren't you? You are. You just weren't you talking about Iowa? Well, I I said yes because IndyCar is running Iowa next year. Yes, on the twenty twenty. That's an I said. I know. I said. Oh. Aren't you happy that the oh, okay? I thought you were All saying right, you know what? like I was. <laughs> Forget it. Happy. We're gonna go to break now since you ruined I'm the entire happy. segment. We'll be back with more of the inside pass right after this. Stay with us. We will be right back. How to be a great dad in fifteen seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? 
Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. A Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. I'm Matt DiBenedetto, the brutally honest NASCAR driver, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass, WSSC. If you missed any part of our show, um, you can uh, go to your favorite podcasting website and uh, search for either Race Chaser Radio or the Inside Pass, and you will find those uh, episodes there. We did an interview with Alex Bowman last week. Um, and uh, we, we don't have a guest for the next couple of weeks because we've, we're working on something, which I'll tell you about as soon as we do Fantasy NASCAR. Um, but uh, it's going to be some re- really cool uh, things we've got planned for our show. So uh, I guess we'll do Fantasy NASCAR real quick since we're already on that subject. We've got two races this weekend because trucks are off um, as they await their uh, fate at the Lady in Black, known as Darlington, uh, next weekend. I will be there. I have tickets to the race. Um, but um, So this weekend, it's Daytona. It's uh, Xfinity and the Cup Series finale, the regular season finale for the Cup Series. Um, Xfinity still has uh, like three races left before their uh, playoffs begin. So um, we will start with Noah since Noah's back now. Oh, he God. can go first, and he will get to pick his two drivers first. Well, <laughs> there you go. Well, he, he has a lot of ground to make up because he didn't even pick last week until know, the middle pack of the yeah, truck race. I can't race. believe you allowed them to just. So they totally got forgot. points for Chandler Smith, which is the same points I got, which is pretty much what six points. See, I want to say Martin Truex Jr. for Cup. I'm not saying that. Don't write it down because he always wins when I'm at a racetrack. And Peter and I are going to be in Daytona this weekend, so it's going to be hard. But 
I'm going to say for the Xfinity series, uh, I'm going to go with Justin Allgaier. No, Noah Gregson. Noah Gregson, final answer. Lock it in. And then uh, <laughs> then I will go for Cup, uh, and I will do William Byron. He's about to get himself disqualified. Um, all right. <laughs> Don't Chris, take Chris, I need back. the points. Uh, for, for Xfinity, I'm going to go Justin Haley. Um, and for Cup, I will go uh, Matt DiBenedetto. Ooh, wow. I like really it. cool. Upset yeah. special. So, just, just for the record, Chris has a 57-point lead over Nick. We only take the top six six people into the playoffs for Fantasy NASCAR. So Nick is on the verge of not making the playoffs after leading I have most of the season. I just have to. Because he mailed his picks in for like a month because he was too yeah. busy eye-racing, yeah. not paying attention to what he was doing. Wow. So he picked random people, and they finished dead last every week. So um, He's, he's on the, the Benny Hamlin of our... He, he has to make up 57 I points on Chris to make the playoffs. He never finished second. So. He was finishing in yeah. the bottom. Yeah, yeah. So he's got, a, he's, got, he's got a lot of ground to make up. This week. Now I have to worry Tent. about Randy. <laughs> Peter, you're go. All right, for Xfinity at Daytona, colleague's going to do colleague things, and Justin Haley will get his first run of the year. And then in the cup race, I'll go Denny Hamlin because he had arguably his best Daytona 500 performance ever this year, and I think he comes back with retribution. He led more laps than he's ever led in Daytona, and I think he finally gets that win. So 11 11. I like the different picks on the cup series uh, side. All right, Tom, you're next. Well, I think in Xfinity, I think colleague does colleague things, and AJ Allmendinger wins again um, in the Xfinity race and in the Cup Series race. I agree with Peter. Denny Hamlin, Daytona Denny, is finally going to crack uh, and get a win. It's funny how he's never won the July or July or August Daytona race. Always the five hundred. Yeah, interesting. Uh, so for me, I'm I'm going to stick with the college racing theme, but I'm going to pick Jeb Burton instead of uh, <laughs> Haley and AJ because I'm going to be different. I have the lead. Why not? Um, and then the Cup side, you know, statistically, the, at least this race in, in August has always proven to be a race where the must-win situations always seem to be the guy that always ends up in victory lane. So I'm taking Austin Dillon. I like that. I like to that win great the pick. race and make the playoffs. It's a very um, good pick. Dillon has a top 10 to Daytona, which I yes. believe is most of any then track Then he finished for him. second in third. The third in the 500. So uh, that, that's my pick. So we'll, we'll see what uh, Nick and Seth have to say about their picks uh, uh, later on if in they the week. Pick. So. Yeah, don't they, forget that. Actually, yeah, thinking around <laughs> the picking. Um, so I, I guess we'll, we'll get to the what we were what we're doing with our show, just kind of in a nutshell. Um, and I, Tom can probably elaborate more. But uh, Motorsports Madness is usually the show that's on uh, in syndication. Um, and so it, it, the second week of September, which I don't know the date, I'll have to figure it out. Um, but because um, I don't have a cal- I don't have the calendar on me. But the Monday after, uh, or I guess Labor the week Day. after Labor Day. Um, our show is going to go into syndication, so you'll be able to hear and uh, uh, we'll hear the inside pass on multiple radio stations uh, all across the United States, uh, Armed Forces Network, as well as Sirius XM Radio, Saturday nights and Sunday mornings, right, Tom? Yeah, so um, it will be Monday, September 13th is when we will make the change, and the show will then replace Motorsports Madness as the syndicated show in our lineup. We're just parking the Madness brand. Um, that was uh, Jacob Seelman's name. And uh, so out of respect to Jacob, who has uh, taken some time off here, we're going to just park that brand for a while and uh, move the Inside Pass, which is this show, over into that spot. So um, we will still record the show on Monday nights, but um, the Inside Pass will go to... Um, over 40 different platforms. Um, it will air twice on Sirius XM if you're a satellite radio person. 
um, Saturdays at 7 Eastern. And Sundays at 4 Eastern is when uh, it airs. And um, we'll have more information. We're going to have a brand new uh, look for the Inside Pass website. And that will have all the updated because the channels are different on Sirius versus XM versus their app. Um, so I remember two of the three. I can't remember the, the app <laughs> channel. So I don't want to give the wrong information. So we'll have more on that next week. We'll give you the complete rundown. But yeah. And then into the time slot on W. USIC, where this show currently airs on Saturday mornings at 9, we will move our Lead Lap show, and Lead Lap is the show that focuses on racing here in the Carolinas and, and the region, so that's a perfect fit. It all so makes sense. It will lead the uh, the Power Hour, 90-Minute Motorsports Power Hour on Saturday mornings, um, and um, it will be followed by Lenny Batiki's PRNs at the track show, just like this show currently is. So a uh, little bit of a um, brand reorganization, I guess you could say, within, uh, within our race chaser lineup, but uh, it kind of addresses a, a couple of issues and and kind of makes things more neat and tidy. And I wanted to get the Southeast show on WSIC, so it worked out perfectly. Uh, and those of you who listen to our show on demand, just keep in mind that this show will be an hour longer um, as of the 13th. Yes, so you'll have to set hours. yourself an extra hour of your day to listen to the About an hour and 50 show. minutes. So, not an hour and 50 time. minutes more. Yeah. So um, good stuff there. And we'll work, we'll work on getting a, a really good day guest for our premiere on uh, on the syndication part of the show. Um, so a couple more news and notes before we get out of here today. Uh, the ARCA race... Uh, they raced us Springfield, right? Is that where they were? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, on a Saturday? Sunday. Sunday. Oh, yeah, it was a Sunday race. Um, and uh, a, a very weird uh, crash involving uh, what uh, Drew Dollar and um, Fad Moffitt. Fad Moffitt, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, that also involved uh, Tim Richmond, who ultimately ended up suffering a broken leg in uh, getting caught up in the accident. Um, it was more of like a retaliation thing between Drew and Tad, which ended up uh, costing uh, Tim Richmond, a, a very good finish in that race, and now he'll be out to indefinitely uh, from his broken leg. And, uh, Tom, you know, we all hate the retaliation aspect of our sport. It happens. It's something that happens, in, you know, everywhere. Uh, but when it happens in NASCAR, ultimately, you know, when it takes out a driver who was innocent in, in the whole melee, it makes things a little bit more, you know, serious in terms of why, why would you do that? Yeah, well, particularly when you're running on dirt which is not something that those guys normally do. Um, I think you have to exercise a different level of maturity in your decision-making. And I felt like um, neither Drew nor Thad much did that. Um, Peter, you want to jump in? I'll let you have it. Right. The retaliation crash did not take place at Springfield. Arca ran the other day prior at Michigan. So this happened on the big, fast oh, Michigan International yeah. Speedway. Oh, it did? Yeah. yeah. It was a weird I weekend with Arca where they had two races. They had two and, races at two different tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So this happened at Michigan. I was, thinking that it was, I, I was thinking that that was at Springfield. Okay. So, um, but same difference. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to be, you got to be smart about what you do. Thad is a part-time racer who's been running trying to run the full season and you know and and he's done a good job for the most part drew's been running all year with venturini and you know drew's bent up a lot of equipment he's very hard on equipment and um both are good kids but unfortunately you know again um you you had an innocent driver get caught up in this and and end up with a broken leg and you know we're seeing a lot of the back and forth with Ty Gibbs and and uh, you Corey know Heim. and Corey Heim in that series too. Um, 
you know, I just think the Arca series has kind of become more of um, a glorified legends car attitude in some ways where the bumper is treated as, you know, an offensive weapon instead of, uh, you know, I just, I don't like the retaliation thing. I think, you know, these kids have got to learn when you get to the Arca series level, you race like a man. You don't race like you're running the summer shootout at Charlotte in the Legends car. Um, and I feel like that's really where where they are at this point. And, you know, it's that was really sad um, that, you know, again, um, I think they're both better than that. And I feel bad for Tim Richmond, you know. So, right. again, you know. Whether it's Michigan in a track that you're going, you know, very, very fast or it's it's the dirt track where you don't get much experience, you know, at the ARCA level, retaliation's not a thing or it shouldn't be a thing. Um, you know, it should be about trying to drive to impress so that you get to the next level. I get that Ty Gibbs, his future's already set. Um, not sure about Corey Himes, but Corey's trying to sort of win a championship. These two kids aren't. So I, I think you gotta you gotta be bigger than that and better than that, and not go there. Yep. Uh, so we've uh, I, I couldn't have said it better myself actually. So uh, we got about a minute and five seconds left. I, I do want to mention two little notes for the Dart World real quick. Uh, Aaron Wright, so we talked about uh, last week uh, being suspended because of the you know, the illegal chassis. Uh, he has now parted ways with Roth Motorsports. Casey Kane. <laughs> Casey Kane, yeah, that Casey Kane is going to be in the 83 for the remainder of 2021. His schedule just got a lot busier. It did. Yes, it did. And uh, not not really, you know, any kind of news at all, but Kyle Larson wins again, this time the BC39. So he checked off another uh, big money race what on his year. bucket list. Um, so he just continues his uh, his winning ways right on through the rest of the season. So um, that is going to do it for our show this week. We thank all of you guys for listening. Uh, we, we thank Noah for being back. Um, so he'll be yeah. with us uh, until he decides to go home. Um, <laughs> hopefully he won't say this. Or time. until I fall down, fall downstairs or something. And break like your that. leg and have to be carried. <laughs> Just off. don't text and walk. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> right. Um, you guys have a great week. Uh, enjoy the Daytona weekend. It's going to be an amazing week of uh, racing action. And uh, we will see you guys next time on the Inset Pass. Let's go racing, everybody. Have a great week. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054.
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Kyle Michael and if you're not making it work on the outside, make sure you look the inside pass. Hold on, I'm going to let the song play for 9 minutes and 55 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Shame on so, you. Shame on you. So, Michael and Nett... Yeah. Just brought us back from the break, which gives us an opportunity to talk about his replacement. What a yeah. job oh, he did we, we, over the weekend. We were going to be on the same wavelength. Because I was about to ask about Michael Lynette, actually. So, uh, yeah, let's let's talk about uh, Michael Lynette a little bit. He's missed. He missed, what, uh, three th- three weeks of races, right? Uh, he did race at Watkins Glen. Yeah, yeah he came back two, and then he then left again. He, he ran Watkins Glen and missed Michigan. Michigan. He came back with a hockey stick cane. And then said, "Never mind." Well, yeah, we were talking about that because he walked. Idea. He was walking through the Watkins Glen garage area with a cane, so we were thinking it was like a social distancing stick for him or something to keep mm. people away from him. But <laughs> um, you know, uh, he still isn't. He's not. Uh, he got overtaken by. Uh, he was overtaken last week by Riley. Herbst. By Riley Herbst in the playoffs. Yeah, so he's pretty much. What's the pers- what's the point difference right now? I'm looking it up now. Okay. I, did they announce yet if he'll be back faster, in Daytona? Peter, faster. Faster. But can we talk about Josh, Josh Berry? Yeah. Yes. Definitely yes. Get I mean, gosh, that that guy just did a phenomenal Man. job in that car. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you really you, you had to believe for the longest time that he was going to win that race. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and that for a guy who um, got his chance, Junior gave him his chance at the beginning of the year, got 12 races and then kind of ju- has just kept getting other opportunities since. And now, of course, you know, full-time for 22 in the eight car. Um, I thought Josh did an amazing job uh, and and really showed that he can run for a championship next year. And so even though Michael Annette is, uh, you know, at this point, I don't know if, if he has a great shot at the playoffs still or not, but, you know, it, it depends on how his injury comes around, if he's going to be able to. But... Um, 
you know, it it certainly was great to see that car running up front. Absolutely. Josh Berry, I mean, that one move he made three wide on the outside of turn two to take lead. Yeah. I thought I was watching Vintage Dale Jr. Yeah. there. But well, for the record, he is on the entry list for Daytona. Just Michael is? Yes. Is he? Okay. Yes. And Good. he has 41 points outside of the playoffs currently, which is a lot has to a make winner. up in He has a winner, Daytona. Races. But the thing is about uh, Josh Berry is that anybody that says that you can't ride a momentum high in this sport is just false because you go off, you, you come off of a week where he's announced that his plans next year are to run full-time. And then they're like, by the way, bud, you know, you're running full-time next year. You're also running this weekend. Get ready because you're going to be in a Nets car, you know? Yeah. And then he goes out there, and he puts on a show like he did in that car that we, you know, no offense to Michael in that. You know, he ha- he's very consistent in the top ten and, and around that area. But we've not seen that one car contend at any racetrack other than a restrictor plate or super speedway place. And so to see the one car and have that team and let them, you know, run up front – uh, and to see Josh Berry just take him to that front is is really showing signs of what he's going to do next year. And just think, Josh Berry ran all three races this weekend. He was in the truck for the 25 That's team right. and Gateway, yeah. then yeah. had to fly to Michigan overnight to run the Xfinity race, and then he suffered for really, LaJoy in the Cup race. Doing really well for LaJoy, too, for, for the stuff that they were dealt with throughout the race and then involved in that last If trip. you're Michael Annette, are you afraid for your ride? Because we talked about last week the ability to do five cars, but they don't have to do five cars, mm-hmm. especially now that Josh Berry is fully funded. I could see him going to that one car and Michael Annette being told to go but find is another it, ride. Well, is Michael Annette tied with so, Pilot no. flying jet? Yeah. Not, yes. Well, that won't happen because Michael Annette brings the money. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're, they're tied, well, well I mean, so does, so does many people. I mean, Daniel Suarez for a while brought money and got shipped out of Stuart Haas, so that's not... But he's see, already been announced. It's already been announced, I think, that Josh is going to be in the eight car. Well, yes. JRM said... Yeah, it was announced that he'd be in the eight car, yeah. and JRM did say that right now they could see themselves being a five, five full-time car sure. operation I also year. don't. I also don't but, believe I, I, he was announced to be in the eight car because... Austin Sendrick was announced to be in the 21 car. Well, He's in the two car. Well, that's true. I mean, things can change. But of there's course, no reason to. M- Michael and that will not no, be I, out of I that car unless Michael that. chooses to be. And Michael's a great guy. He is. He's a really nice dude. He but, is, and he's a very consistent racer. But what what is really consistent about his operation there is the money that he brings them with Pilot. Yep. And, uh, yep. and so that's a big thing. And look, like I said, especially when he was with Travis Mack. That, they were a perfect pairing where they were running top five consistently. Yep. They've got to kind of figure out this new relationship over there. But still, he's running top ten. He is being consistent and right around that playoff bubble each year. So no no offense to Michael in that, but it was cool to see that car running up front this weekend with Josh. Now, I, I mentioned the uh, entry list for the Xfinity race at Daytona. Michael Annette is listed on the entry list. Uh, also on the entry list, Spencer Boyd's in the 52. Christopher Bell's in the 54. Um, and Chase Briscoe's in the 99. So there's some there's some decent uh, people driving uh, the Xfinity Series race this weekend. So um, it's good to see. Of course, you know that's a preliminary. Well, I guess that's the official intro list. So Michael yeah, is on the official list. So I guess he will be back um, at Daytona. But I guess if you look at it, and we we kind of talked about it too with Watkins Glen. My concern with Michael Lynette was would he be able to to do the throttle and brake with yeah. his leg like that? Um, Two weeks and, in a row, you know, right? And, yeah. and so, and I think that maybe you know maybe he exhausted his yeah. you know his ability doing the Watkins Glen race, and that's why he set out at Indy. Um, but you know, Daytona obviously is a track where you can just hit the gas pedal. So as long as he can hit the gas, um, you know, and keep it straight, he should be okay. But you, in the back of your mind, you know, obviously you have to think what happens if I get into a wreck. You know, yeah. 
Well, that's really true. That it's tough track, to think about. So, I mean, well, you can't really go into it. It's tough like to that. think about even being a race car driver. You know, yeah. it's something you don't want to think about. But in the back of your mind, but you it's have true to think because about it. I mean, your probability at Daytona and Talladega is, is right. far higher yeah, as well. Exactly. Fair, yeah. yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, I hope he does well. I mean, that's. Uh, but it sounds like uh, basically it's a win, win, yeah. or win to get in situation. Which is why I hope that he is there this weekend because I feel like that may you know potentially be his his only or best shot to yeah. to do that. I mean, he's, he's a great he's, play racer. He's consistently good at yeah. the play tracks. Really so, is. I mean, so, this is probably his best chance. To and get the team really works there. together well. So I think if they want to push somebody, you know, and try to help the team organization out more, then then that could happen. We talk about those must win situations. You know, even in the Xfinity series, you know, running at Daytona, I, I feel like. You know, a lot of people complained about Daytona being the last regular season race because it got moved from the July 4th weekend. But I feel like this is the perfect place to put that race because yeah. there's so much on the line. I mean, and think, so much to think about during the think race. Think about the storyline for Cup. You got this last race where anybody can get in and they're all fighting for one spot. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's it's the perfect storyline. I was going to say, could could we have any better a situation? Yeah. You know, it's it's just to me this is if you're not going to put Daytona at the beginning and at the end and make it the championship race, then the the next best place to put the second Daytona show, in my opinion, is right where it is, is the last race before the playoffs. Let's go and determine the regular season champion and and, and finish the playoffs there. It just makes for some some great drama, um, and obviously the racing is always good. You know, I never thought of it that way either. You know, it's like you start them off here, and then you finish it off to go into racing for a championship here, that's really cool. Yeah, it's basically bookended by Daytona, the first yeah. race and the last race of the regular season uh, play. And then you start the, the playoffs at Darlington for the Southern 500. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of you know one of those things where that's Tradition. a track where yeah. a lot of things can happen, um, you know, and, and we've seen that, uh, you know, over the years too. So um, one more note that uh, I, I missed earlier in the show, there was, uh, I guess, breaking news today that Landon Castle is going to return to the Cup Series garage area. He yes. will drive two races. Uh, the rest of the year in the playoffs for Gaunt Brothers at both Daytona this weekend and uh, Talladega in October. Great to see that team um, coming yeah. back. And that's a, that's a team that can win. I yeah. was going to so. say, he's he's a driver that can win mm-hmm. um, at any level, especially on a plate track. He's a very good plate racer, and that 96 is sneaky good on the plate oh, track. Yeah. So he could have a good run this weekend for sure. Yep, so that's another job that you can put on your list as well. All right, we are uh, going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll do Fantasy NASCAR. And uh, we'll have uh, the rest of the news of the day. We'll be back with another instant pass right after this. 